Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. This episode is sponsored by Modern Cowboy Performance Nutrition, the brand for cowboys and cowgirls. Get and stay cowboy fit this new year with the Cowboy Whey Protein. If you want to lose weight and gain lean muscle, the Cowboy Whey can help. The Cowboy Whey is available in delicious chocolate and creamy vanilla with 24 grams of protein, 160 calories, and only 2 grams of sugar. Get yours at www.thecowboywhey.com. And that's Whey, spelled W-H-E-Y, hence the protein. And be sure and register on the website to get 10% off your order. Get and stay Cowboy Fit this new year at www.thecowboywhey.com. And also, follow us on Instagram at Modern Cowboy Performance, and I'll see you back at the ranch. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Super excited to have the guest I have on the show today. Uh, I, I actually met Tom uh, at a uh, f- farmer's market, basically, um, and uh, he was walking around with his wife, and I uh, saw that he was probably connected to the Western industry somehow, and, and to my surprise, it ended up being a, uh, a published uh, author of Western novels. So, um, you know, immediately we kind of connected and asked him if he would like to be on the podcast, and he graciously agreed. So I'm really excited to have him on today. Uh, so, uh, again, his, his name's Tom Alberti, and uh, Tom, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Thank you, Dan. I'm happy to be here. Hey, so tell me, um, when did you get and how did you get involved in, in uh, writing Western novels? What, uh, what got you started in that? Well, my first uh, novel was pu- published uh, in 2008, but the, prior to that, I'd always had a really big interest in writing. Uh, ever since I was a kid, I uh, used to write uh, for an English teacher, encouraged me uh, to write short stories. They were really, really short, like three, four, five pages long. And uh, then in high school and college, I took creative writing classes and always had that interest in uh, in writing. Later on in my business career, I got into a, uh, a management uh, position where I had to write uh, training manuals. So that was, again, it was kind of a uh, a good way to learn about how to write uh, technical uh, manuals, obviously a lot different from writing fiction, but it was a good uh, introduction. And then um, then about 2007, uh, I had had this interest in the West all my life, and I ride horses all the time, my wife and I do, and so I, I had talked to uh, published authors in the past, past, and they always said, write about what you know. And two things that I know the most about are uh, Western history, which I've studied a lot, and horses, which I because my wife and I ride so much. So I decided to start writing Western novels. And I write most of my uh, my books at the background of Arizona because I've lived in Arizona for 46 years. And, so I, and I've been all over the state, so I know the state pretty well. So I basically started writing uh, novels uh, in 2007 and got published in 2008. Oh, that's 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 great. I, it's it's interesting because I've, you know, I've I've always loved, uh, you know, 
reading and, and stories and Western stories. And, uh, but I've never been, uh, you know, like I felt like a good writer, you know, um, or even, even felt like I ever had the, the capacity to do it. Just, you know, I don't know why, but, uh, uh, and I, I even in my career as a chiropractor, I used to write a lot of medical reports and, uh, I still don't consider myself a good writer yet. So what, what, what do you, what do you think, uh, you know, it, it takes in terms of, of sitting down to write a book? Is it, is it easy for you uh, to, to come up with the storyline or uh, how's that process work? Well, I've always, and a lot of people have always told me I've got uh, a really good imagination. I can always come up with things uh, just off the top of my head. I don't know why it's been that way. It's just something I have naturally. And, and so I've always had these, uh, ideas about writing a, a book about a certain theme or, or a plot. And so that, that part has always been easy for me. The, the hardest part is the writing itself. And um, basically, I just got started. In fact, I got started uh, just writing, uh, which was the wrong thing to do. They, I, you really should, uh, create an outline on your story, your plot, your characters, your background before actually starting your writing. But I didn't do that with my first book. And um, so I got kind of at a point where I stopped writing because I was kind of at a dead end. Uh, I have a brother-in-law who lives in Florida and he was writing a book too. And that kind of spurred me on because he was close to being published. And I said, I needed to uh, get my book published before him. So there was the active competition. He's, he's kind of a guy that needles you. I love the guy. He's a good guy, but he kind of needles you and lets, a know, lets you know that you know he's always going to be the first in things. And so I was determined that I was going to beat him to getting my, our first book published. Uh, so that spurred me on. And then I had some guidance from friends. Uh, I had a, a good friend of ours, of uh, our family. She was uh, an English teacher, and she helped me out quite a bit in setting up an outline, and which I've used as a tool ever since and that outline is is great to to write off of because then whenever you get into trouble about what you're supposed to do or what comes next in a story you go back to your outline and you review the outline and that 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 keeps you going right now you're how many how many books have you written i've written six novels and one book of short stories okay and 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 we just met, I mean, recently, and then the holidays came. So I, I haven't even had a chance to, to read any of your books yet. Um, I, the first novel, though, was uh, The Horseman. That's correct. Yeah, The Horseman was my first. That was actually published in 2008. It's actually in its third printing right now. I, I did change a, change publishing companies a few years ago and came out with a new uh, uh, book cover and also kind of rewrote the book a little bit. But uh, that is my first book, and it's it's uh, it's been very popular and it also started my series called the horseman series i've written four uh four novels based on uh, this one character the horseman yeah that's that's great now what what did you do for you know a career up to starting writing in uh you know 2007 or 2008 well i was in the uh, insurance business uh for most of my uh, uh working career um I, I did just about everything in in the insurance industry but Mainly, I was with uh, I was a commercial insurance underwriter for a long, long time, and then I became a state marketing manager for another insurance company. Uh, so again, that was good because it, it, particularly being a marketing manager, because I had to deal with 
various people and learn about personalities and that type of thing. And I think that helped me in my writing because I, I met so many different people. I was able to create characters off so many people that I met in my business career. Yeah, that's great. So now your interest in the West is, is uh, how far back does that go? Just as far as you can remember childhood? Yeah, childhood. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I grew up uh, watching uh, Westerns on TV and going to the movies. You know, you TV Western heroes like Roy Rogers and Gene Autry, you know, movie heroes like John Wayne. Yeah. Uh, I just really loved uh, loved uh, everything about uh, mostly I, I think I, I really enjoyed uh, I really enjoyed movies where there was a lot of horseback riding. There wasn't too much what I call studio westerns where, you know, everything was made in the studio and very little outdoor scenes and very little horseback riding. I enjoyed the movies that had a lot of horseback riding. In. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What, um, now you said, you know, that you, you know, you started writing and you just kind of held back for for a, a while. You, you Did you get like writer's block, what they, what they call writer's block uh, when you were, you know, first getting going on it? Or was it just, did you have apprehensions about it or, uh, you know, doubts about what you were doing or? Yeah, yeah, a couple of those things. Uh, writer's block was definitely one of the things. Uh, the other thing was I, I just didn't know if my story was going to appeal to the, you know, to the public, the buying public. And so it, there was some apprehension about that, and I kind of backed away for a while. And then my career kind of got in the, in the way. Uh, but my job required a lot of travel, and so I, you know, that was a factor also. But I was really spurred on, like I said, by my brother-in-law because I said he wasn't going to beat me to being the first, having the first family, first in the family to having a book published. So, and our friend, uh, my, our friend Kristen was just really marvelous and helped me get uh, uh, get an outline started. So I could re refer to that whenever I ran into a, a dead end. And so I, I started writing again, and it was, and it was really fun. Yeah. Now, are are you? Are you influenced by any other writers uh, or authors, um, you know, in, in your writing? Or Well, you know, I've read most of, of the big name Western writers, uh, Louis L'Amour and um, uh, that type of thing. Uh, and so I've enjoyed L'Amour's books. His books are so well written. He's such a wonderful storyteller. Um, but one of the things that... Uh, that I did not like about Louis L'Amour was that um, all of his characters were six feet four and 220 pounds and <laughs> could beat anybody in a fight. And, you know, and, you know, that's just the real West wasn't that way. Um, most people in, in the old West, you know, 120 years ago were, were medium sized people, five feet, seven to the six feet tall, yeah. uh, six, two inch man in the old West was a giant. Yeah. Um, Abraham Lincoln was six feet, four inches tall, and he was considered a giant in his time. And so most people were, you know, like I said, medium height people. And most people were not uh, the type of person that could uh, beat anybody in a fist fight or beat anybody in a, on the draw. And right. so I tried to change my characters to be a little more what I would call real, realistic, a little more human, uh, having doubts about themselves, but still being courageous. And... Um, Plus, I always felt that books, uh, Western novels, never had enough about a guy uh, riding on the trail. You know, they, they would say, all right, he got on his horse and he rode for two hours and he reached the town. Well, I, my books uh, talk about how he got to that town. 
how it took them three days to get to them and what problems you might have run into on the trail. So I, a lot of my readers really like that. Yeah, very cool. Now, do you have any aspirations of, uh, you know, turning a book into a, a movie or a short movie or a film or anything like that, a short video? You know, that, I think that's the uh, the goal of every person who writes a book and has it published is eventually have it, have it uh, go on the screen. Uh, at this point, I haven't gotten to the point where I'm writing a screenplay or getting in touch with uh, somebody who might write a screenplay for me uh, mm-hmm. or movie studio. But, it, yeah, it is definitely something I would like to see. The problem, of course, today is that so few um, Western themes are being produced into either TV shows or movies. Uh, they're few and far between, and they seem to be uh, redoing the classic Westerns rather than doing new Westerns. Right. And so it's kind of a hard market to get into nowadays. Well, you know, that's, you know, what this podcast is all about and why I started is, you know, to just grow and increase the, uh, you know, cowboy rodeo and Western lifestyle culture um, and fan base because, you know, and we talk about it all the time on the show how the, the cowboy is just an iconic figure, not only in America, but around the world and uh you know with the with what's happening in the in the western sports arena now and and particularly in the pbr is is what they've done to to really bring the cowboy uh you know image just back into the public awareness you know and and bringing the the sport with the top athletes and stuff i think it's i think it's really helping and you know just like with uh like you i i you know i mean i love all cowboy movies that come out i mean even if they're bad i still kind of love them because if, if they got a horse and you know uh a rope and a hat and boots and you know some either gun firing or punching cattle or whatever i i love everything about it so but i think that uh you know um that we just try to need to try to keep it more and more uh you know westerns made whatever it takes even you know even little small films you know um uh, because I think that I think that, and again, we talk about this on the show, and, and I'm sure you you know are aware of this too. Everybody, some somewhere in their heart, you know, has a, a dream of being a cowboy. And I and when I say cowboy, I mean that's cowboy, cowgirl, anybody, uh, because there's just something that's so amazing about the horse, uh, you know, in the in the old west that you know people just uh, it's it's romanticized and it's just it's a, such as just such an amazing thing. So. Um, I'm, I'm really interested to, to read your books now, just after talking to you, you know, it's just super exciting. What, uh, what, what, what's, what's the best advice you've received on, on writing for somebody that maybe, you know, uh, you know, starting out wanting to maybe write, uh, you know, some Western theme books or something. You, you have any advice for, for anybody or great advice you'd got? Well, again, again, um, people should write what they know because then you don't get into trouble. Right. Um, so, you know, if, if you're, I have a friend who is uh, a writer, but he, he was, he's a retired police officer. And so he writes uh, crime novels because that's what he knows. That was mm-hmm. his background. And my background is uh, Western history and, and horses. And so again, write what you know. Secondly, create an outline, uh, which you, you, you do your plot, your basic plot, you do your characters, your background, or the, you know, the locale of the of the uh, of the book. Uh, do do your little research. You should research anything that you're writing about. Uh, if there's a subject matter, do as much research on that subject matter as possible, and then just start writing. Don't worry about uh, 
whether it's good or not, if your punctuation's good, you know, if the paragraph structure is good, just write. And um, people talk about what's called the, the, the crappy first edition or the crappy first draft. Mm-hmm. Your first draft is going to be terrible because mm-hmm. it's going to have so many errors in it. But don't worry about that. Just keep writing. Don't go back. You know, you sit down every morning uh, and you start writing. Don't go back and, and review what you wrote in the past, you know, because that's for later editions, later drafts. Just keep writing every day. Write something every day, even if you only do one or two pages. Uh, I try to write, uh, depending on my schedule, I try to write anywhere from an hour to the three hours a day. But the important thing is just to keep writing every day and don't look back. Get that first draft done. And then after the first draft is done, then you can go back to the second draft and start correcting your errors. Right. And and then like me, is you know, I've never uh, felt like I was good at, you know, English or writing or, you know, punctuation, uh, all those things. You know, it's uh, always just kind of seemed complicated to me. But when you're writing, if say you're not really good at that, uh, is, is that where an editor comes in to help, you know, clean some of that up or, or organize it? Do you, do you do that or do you do everything yourself? No, you definitely have to have an editor because if you, if you try to edit your own, um, your own uh, manuscript, you're going to run into trouble because you're, you're going to miss things. It's always better to have a, a second set of eyes, mm-hmm. particularly somebody who's got a good background in, in, Sentence structure, paragraph structure, punctuation, that type of thing. I've been fortunate, like I said, our friend, my friend Kristen was an English teacher and she's edited all my books and she's really helped me uh, write a paragraph correctly to make it sound better, to, to make it more understanding to the, to the reader. So it's very essential to having uh, an editor. For years, FSR Cattle Company has been known for their premium roping cattle, used and endorsed by multiple world champions and NFR qualifiers. But did you know that FSR is also the home of quality rope horses for all levels, from professional team roping to the novice level? A trip to Weatherford, Texas and to the FSR headquarters will give you a variety of horses to choose from. FSR Cattle Company will arrange transport for your new horse back home and a free ride back to the airport for you. For your convenience, we accept credit cards for all horses found at FSR. We strongly believe in matching team ropers with horses they can work and win with. So when you back in the box on a horse you found at FSR Cattle Company, you know you're mounted to win. Visit us online at FSRCattleCompany.com or in the office at 817-598-1222 and let us help find your next winner. Again, that's FSRCattleCompany.com. And now, when when did you first start riding horses? Did you start riding horses, or were you involved uh, in any uh, you know youth rodeo, equestrian events, or anything like that? Actually, I didn't start riding until I was uh, 13 years old. I was uh, I was born in Chicago, and my parents moved to Arizona when I was 13. And fortunately, I was able to get into uh, with a bunch of uh, guys as friends who all rode horses. And so that's they introduced me into um, into horseback riding. And I just fell in love with it from that, you know, that they afford. I always loved horses because even living in Chicago, I would, I would watch every Western I could I could find. Yeah. Um, but that was my first uh, exposure to horses. And um, and I rode horses for quite a while. But then um, 
I moved out of state uh, on my job and got away from uh, uh, from horses for about 20 years where I didn't ride. And fortunately, when I was living in Minnesota, I met a wonderful woman who was currently my wife who had a little uh, mini farm out in rural Minnesota. And she had horses and she reintroduced me into uh, into riding again. And of course, I've been riding ever since then. That's great. That's great. And in, 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 just, just so, I mean, when, you know, so our listeners know, uh, do you mind telling us your age? Uh, I'm 75 years old. 75 and, and still riding every day? I, well, I, don't, I don't get to ride every day, but I do ride uh, frequently. In fact, this week uh, I have two big trail rides coming up, one on Wednesday and one on Saturday. It'll probably be about uh, four hours, four to five hours each. and. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, re- I really love riding, and uh, I belong to a uh, a group of uh, called uh, the Queen Creek Mounted Sheriff's Posse uh-huh. that we used to be part of MCSO, Maricopa County Sheriff's Office, and Search and Rescue. Uh, in the past year, we decided to go private and break away from the Sheriff's Office, but we do community events like rodeos. We provide mounted security here in our local uh, Queen Creek Roots and Boots Rodeo, and we do parades. We just did the Queen Creek Christmas Parade. Uh, so we do a lot of activities with horses, and I try to keep as active as possible. Uh, I, I just love being around horses, and and I love being in the saddle. Yeah, yeah. And and I was really surprised when, when I found out your age, too, because I found that out after I researched a little bit after we met, and I was uh, surprised because you, you do not look your age at all. But uh, that, yeah, that's so great. Um, so speaking of westerns and stuff, do you have a favorite cowboy movie at all? Or yeah, I think probably my favorite. Uh, there's a couple of favorites, but my favorite movie had to be The Searchers with John Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of historians consider that to be the best uh, western ever made. Uh, it, it was such a great movie. I, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, as far as a TV movie, I really enjoyed uh, um, Conagher with. Uh, uh, Sam Mel, uh, he was great in that. And put that was a Louis L'Amour uh, book. Uh, that was, I think, was Louis L'Amour's best best books ever. Um, was Conagher, and so those are two of my favorites. Yeah, I have to agree with that too because uh, I think it was Billy Greenbush played in that. And you talk about things happening on the trail when he left, you know, the homestead there and was going to head to town, and then you know he had that horse wreck and ended up killing him. And just that whole movie was just. Uh, it just seemed, I don't know, it just seemed real to me, you know, this, the, the, all the things that went on in it. And, and uh, it's one of, definitely one of my favorites. Yep. Yep. I agree. Totally agree. Yeah. And then how about, how about actors? Do you have a, a favorite cowboy actor? Or? Well, today, I, I, you know, there's so few being, uh, so few Westerns being made, but I, I always liked Tommy Lee Jones. I always liked Sam Elliott and, and Tom Selleck when they made Westerns. Mm-hmm. I would say those are probably currently my favorites. Uh, Western stars from the past, obviously John Wayne. I loved uh, Joel McRae. Oh, yeah. uh, he was a really good movie cowboy. One of the best, of course, was Ben Johnson, who was a rodeo cowboy before he became a movie cowboy. Uh, so he was probably, in my opinion, the best riding movie cowboy ever. And uh, I've always enjoyed watching him. I can remember one movie in which I, the name, I, I forget the movie, but um, 
he he had been trying to catch this wild horse forever, and he caught him, and he had to ride the horse uh, in a full run bareback, and that to see him do that was just amazing. Yeah, you know, and, and Ben Johnson is absolutely one of my favorite all time uh, actors too. Uh, he and uh, Richard Farnsworth um, and Slim Pickens. Uh, you know, and, and, and all those guys came into that industry, you know, through pretty much through being, you know, real cowboys, you know, either Wranglers, right. horseshoers or whatever. And right. it, it's so interesting how their acting, I mean, to me anyway, their acting was just uh, not like they were even acting. They were just like the real person, you know. Uh, yeah, just, right, right, definitely. C- compelling. I did, a trail, I did a trail ride once with uh, a guy who was a, and I, I forget his name, but he was he was about 80 years old. We did a trail ride with friends, and he was he had been a stuntman. He was living in Arizona now, but he had he was friends with Ben Johnson. This was after Ben Johnson died. Mm-hmm. But he yeah, on that trail ride, he just told me all these Ben Johnson stories. He just bubble well, what a great guy he was. In addition to being a great cowboy. Yeah, that's so cool. How how about uh, how about cowboy hats? You got a favorite brand of cowboy hat, Tom, or you know, I uh, <clears throat> I don't really have a favorite brand. I, I try to pick out uh, hats that look good on me, mm-hmm. and uh, the my best one right now. And I I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to say I can't remember the brand name, but <laughs> um, we had a, a local cowboy store. Uh, Savas was uh, I don't know if I should say the brand name, but uh, that's fine. They yeah. were. <clears throat> They had a store in Queen Creek, and they were closing up, and they were doing a, a, a final sale, and uh, there were, everything was like uh, half price, almost half price. So I went in there, and I was looking for a hat, and I found this hat, and it was like it was like one hundred and seventy-five dollars, and fit me perfectly. And I had um, a couple of gift cards uh, for about fifty dollars, so I. But the $50 gift cards, and, and I think it was like 30 or 40% off on the price because of the closeout sale, I was able to buy this hat really cheap. And it is my favorite hat, and I wear it. Uh, I don't wear it that much uh, when I'm going out on trail rides because I don't want to beat it up. But I wear it, other than that, I wear it just about all the time. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I remember when, <laughs> when, they, were, when they were closing out there. It's, it's interesting because I've had this conversation with uh, – a lot of guys in in the industry, and uh, in particular the uh, Keith Monday over at American Hat Company, and and actually Keith Maddox too, the owner of American Hat Company, and then uh, the owner of National Rover Supply, because they just opened the National Rover Supply in Wickenburg. I'm not sure if you're aware of that or not, but well, no, um, I didn't know. That. Yeah, so yeah, they've got that up there now, and and they've got all kinds of they got full, you know, tack ropes. Uh, boots I mean, they got everything and so it's uh but it's it's really one of the few places with as many cowboys as in arizona and i mean you can rope you know eight days a week here uh and and rodeos and everything there's just there aren't that many quote-unquote cowboy stores but I'm, I'm glad we got nrs now um because that's a that's a full service uh outfit there so and they're in wickenburg now right yeah they're in wickenburg yeah 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 they they he bought the old uh, i think it was double d western wear and and converted it so very cool. And, and, oh, and also, yeah. Go ahead. No, I, was, I, I know about that, uh, that to the previous uh, store there because uh, my wife and I did a couple of uh, day trips up to Wickenburg uh, and over the years to, just to, to, to you know, find some good Western wear and, and tack and stuff like that. 
Mm-hmm. We would go drive up, have lunch, and then go out and do some shopping and then drive home. So, uh, yeah, I'm familiar with the old store. Yeah. And then the other thing they have up there, too, just just so you know, because we just went through there on the way to the NFR, and they, they opened this new restaurant. It's called, uh, Cow- I think it's called Cowboy Cooking. And uh, it's a really, really cool, cool Western uh, cowboy restaurant with, uh, you know, giant manhole size covered chicken fried steaks and all that. So uh, great place up there. Hey, how, how about cowboy boots? You got, you got a favorite brand or style of cowboy boots? You know, I just like the really plain leather. I don't like uh, uh, boots that are um, uh, flashy. Or, mm-hmm. uh, I just I just want a plain brown or black boot, and uh, and that's you know obviously has to be a pull on and not a tie up. And um, I have my current riding boots; they're, they're a tan leather, and I have had those boots for well over ten years, and they're so comfortable, and I just really love them. Uh, I I told my wife the other day I, I think I need a new pair of boots. She said, you don't need a new pair of boots. Those <laughs> ones you got are still in great shape. You know, so I try to take really good care of them. And I have a pair of dress black boots that I use also. Uh, but I love wearing boots. I, I, they're so comfortable. I'd rather wear boots than tennis shoes. That's great. Now, now outside of, outside of horses and, and riding, do you have uh, any other hobbies or is there anything about you that, uh, you know, would surprise people to know about you? Well, um, actually, you know, that's pretty much been taken up my retired life has been uh, writing books and writing horses. Uh, but, you know, I, I belong to a group um, called the Santan Historical Society. Um, it's right located right here in, uh, in Queen Creek. We um, use the original schoolhouse in Queen Creek uh, as our museum. We set up a museum there. Uh-huh. And... Uh, it's got a lot of history of uh, Queen Creek and, and Santan Valley, and we've got a lot of pictorial history of all of the uh, pioneer farming families in, of the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've created a classroom that was there in that building, and so I'm part of that group. It's called the Santan Historic Society, and um, I'm a, I'm, I have been a board member for quite a few years. Just recently got elected vice president. And we meet uh, every month, and we have uh, we have a, a museum open on Saturdays, and we encourage people to come out and and see a, a bit of the history of the town, the farming history of the town, the educational history of the town, and it's really kind of a neat little place, and it's free, free admission. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, yeah, you know, other than that, you know, I belong to this like said, this mountain sheriff's posse. Uh, we do we work the. Uh, the Queen Creek Roots and Boots Rodeo every year. We're doing uh, mounted security. We, we ride our horses the entire weekend around the rodeo grounds, uh, making sure people park where they're supposed to park, giving directions to people and advice. And uh, we have a lot of fun doing that also. That's great. So um, in, in, we're, we're getting close to the end of our time here, Tom. Where can people find your books, uh, follow you, you know, just to uh, find out more about you and, and, to, um, and to read your work? Okay, well, they can go to a couple places. They could go to my website, which is the three W's, and then TomAlbertiNovels.com. So I've got, uh, there's a place there. It's got all my books on there. It gives a description of all my stories. And you can also contact me by email uh, and then or call me, uh, and I can take uh, your order over the phone. I can, we use, uh, I use Square so that uh, 
I can take their payments over the phone, and then we can ship out the book, an autographed copy of the book. Uh, so that's that's one source. The other source, of course, is Amazon, and they can go to Amazon.com and put my name in under books, and all of my books are on uh, Amazon also. Yeah, and if you want to give your phone number out on the uh, podcast here, that way they could call because I, I like that idea of the of the autograph copy. Sure, uh, my phone number is four eight zero seven six six two eight two six. And uh, yeah, I'd be happy to take your order uh, over the phone uh, and uh, we'll ship the book out to you and we'll, with an autograph. And uh, I, I, we've, I've, uh, I've had quite a few people who like my Horseman series. Right, right now it's a four book series mm-hmm. that's been published. I just finished writing the fifth book in the series and I've sent it out to my editor and I hope to have that published uh, by the end of March of this year. And so, but I've also got two independent uh, novels full novels that have nothing to do with my horseman series. And then about a year ago, I published a, uh, um, a book of Western short stories for people that don't really like to read long novels. Uh, they just want a quick short story. So I've got six short stories in that book. Perfect. Love that. And the other thing I just got, I've, I've just got to acknowledge here too, Tom, that I, that I think is so great uh, <clears throat> because, you know, I mean, I was born in 58, so I'm 60 years old now. And, but you know, I've I've had to learn a lot of the new tech stuff, and and I hear you. You know, you're just you know, oh, you Square, you know, uh, Amazon, you know, just all the stuff you know about the tech, the tech world. Um, I I, just, I think that's super cool, and uh, uh, just a just a great thing because it's the way the world works now. You know, and and there's, absolutely, there's a lot of people I've talked to that even in their they're like in their late forties and they go, oh, I don't I, I don't know anything about that or don't want to deal with it, but that's the way you move. Yeah, unless, <laughs> yeah you know, unless, unless you've got a big, big time publishing company that uh, is going to do a lot of the work for you, you, you have to, you can't just write a book. You have to sell your books. You right. constantly have to be marketing. And so uh, my wife, who is uh, quite a bit younger than I am, has uh, taught me a lot of the technical stuff about uh, um, the internet and that type of uh, stuff. And she's given me a lot of marketing ideas. And so, uh, that's been a big help for me. That's great. Well, hey, Tom, I, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, getting your, your books and, and starting reading them. Uh, and uh, just appreciate you coming on and sharing and, and carrying, on, carrying on the uh, Western and cowboy tradition. Uh, uh, because I, I think that, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's going to only do, uh, it's, I think it's only going to grow. That's how I feel about it. And, and I just uh, really appreciate what you're doing to help it. Well, appreciate uh, you having me on. Uh, just one more little side note though, is that if uh, people want to buy more than one of my books at a, at a time, I do give a discount for buying multiple books at the same time. So trying to encourage them to, uh, to uh, read Westerns. And that's, to me, that's the biggest thing. Love it. Love it. All right, Tom. Well, Hey, thanks again and have a great day and we'll be in touch. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for having me. You bet. Hey, I want to thank all of our listeners and sponsors of the show. Without you, the show would not be possible. We so appreciate the reviews and ratings, which increases awareness in our effort to grow the fan base of the cowboy, rodeo, and Western lifestyle culture. If you are new to the show or have been a listener for a while and have just not had the opportunity to rate and review the podcast, it's really simple. Just trot your pony over to the iTunes Apple podcast, click on the show, Scroll down to rate and review and give us a five spur rating. 
The podcast is available on Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher, as well as many other platforms where you listen to podcasts. Just type Modern Cowboy Podcast into the search bar to subscribe, listen, rate, and review. And if you are interested in being a sponsor of the show to showcase your business, DM us on Instagram at Modern Cowboy Podcast or message us on our website, www.moderncowboypodcast.com. We'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle and philosophize Most of life's problems, yeah, we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen Yeah, we don't do it for the money you were always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope Now he's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pain And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack You can back it up Oh, but we're all friends No matter who wins down at the rope and pain Well, I ain't no plenty of speed But I give her hell Hey, you never can tell Someday I just might be We'll turn another pin of steers Tell a few more lies Drink another beer Hypothesize most of life's problems. By God, we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen. We'll see y'all again next weekend down at the roping pen. Down at the roping pen.